2: It is trade deadline day, or at least by the time this comes out, it'll be trade deadline eve, trade deadline day. The trade deadline is coming up. We're going to chat a little bit about it. All things Orlando Magic in the Twitter spaces we recorded on Wednesday afternoon. It's time for Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 9th, or it will be February 9th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore O-M-D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to hit a Twitter spaces that I did with did on the Locked on, on the Orlando Magic Daily Twitter Twitter page. While Twitter was down... Still got people to talk, still got everyone in, don't worry. Uh, we will chat about the Orlando Magic's trade deadline strategy, what to expect from the Magic today, and plenty more about the Magic's future. We will get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. And now, without further ado, let's hit our Twitter spaces conversation ahead of the NBA trade deadline. And we are live here on Twitter Spaces. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, also the host of Locked on Magic. We're going to be here for the next 25 minutes to an hour talking a little bit about the Orlando Magic, of course, and what they're going to do ahead of the trade deadline. Should be... A really interesting trade deadline. I think the Magic are in a really interesting spot. Obviously, 22 wins. We're super happy about that, um, which is odd because it'll p- probably be the last time we're ever super happy about having 22 wins for at least a little while longer. Um, but the team's in a good spot, and, and I think we're all eager to see uh, what comes next for this Orlando Magic team. If you're new to Twitter Spaces, all you have to, uh, this show is supposed to be interactive. It's supposed to be uh, for you to join. So if you have any questions or any thoughts about uh, about the Orlando Magic, about the season so far, about what the Magic should do at the trade deadline. Go ahead and make a speaker request. Raise your hand, whatever you have to do to uh, join the show. Uh, I want I want your thoughts. I want to answer your questions. That is what I am here to do this trade deadline eve. To get us going, though, I do want to kind of pick up a thought that I had, that, I, that I've been having over the last few days um, that I mentioned a little bit on Locked On Magic a little while ago um, about where the Magic are positioned here at the trade deadline. Um, it's been, you know, obviously I think the big rumor that the Magic have had or, or that has involved the Magic has involved Fred Van Vliet. Now, I am not someone who believes that Fred Van Vliet is the answer for this team. I, I, I personally believe that the price tag is probably going to be a little too much, uh, is going to handicap the Magic too much to, to, to run with. Um, I, I personally, I am not convinced that Van Vliet is that guy. Regardless of anything else, if the Magic are interested in Fred Van Vliet, they can just sign him in the offseason. Why unload assets now? Unless, again, it is to make the playoffs and make a serious postseason push. And if that, if, if the Magic do trade Fred Van Vliet, our tenor and what we talk about on this pod and in this space is going to change very dramatically. All of a sudden, will be it would be nice to make the play into... This team better make the play in Germany because Fred VanVleet is that good of a player to, to elevate this team a little bit. Um, but having said that, I, I a I don't quite get the interest. I think he's a decent. I think he's a good defender for his size. He's obviously a great three point shooter. But he's coming up on the wrong side of thirty here. I think it's going to be real, real tough to kind of grow and 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 raise the ceiling for the team. I, I think he's a floor raiser, not a ceiling raiser. Uh, uh, if, if that if that makes sense, but. Obviously, there's several permutations and things that can happen after that. I, it, it's not a move I am wholly against. I don't think it's the right move uh, at this juncture for that, if that part makes sense. Uh, having said that, it keeps coming up in room case after Fred Van Vliet. The Magic are going to go after Fred Van Vliet. And honestly, when I hear those and see those, you know, there's a, there's always a smoke to... to or there's always a little bit of fire when there's smoke going around. But at the same time... This magic front office does not leak anything. This magic front office does not say anything to anybody. And so, the first thing, obviously, is it sounds very much like Jabari Smith is going to Orlando. It very much sounds like uh, it's not coming from the magic. Um, I, 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 I feel fairly confident that all these reports, all these rumors are not coming from directly from other sources. It certainly could be... Educated dot connecting. Um, that is that is definitely a thing that is happening around here, where everyone looks at the Magic roster, say they need a shooting guard, they need more shooting. Fred Van VanVleet's available, Gary Trent Jr. is available, you know, player X is available. That could that could be who they target with their free agency money. Again, we don't really know what the Magic's free agency plans are now, but what I think's going on here is instead, what's be at that end, they're the team you shout for. So. You know, Phoenix has been lost after Fred VanVleet, too. Um, You know, they're kind of shopping around Chris Paul a little bit. They're trying to get a little bit younger, although, you know, Fred VanVleet doesn't really help you get so much younger. Um, But Phoenix does not have the money to sign Fred VanVleet to the contract that he's likely looking for in the offseason. So what do you do if you're trying to get a deal done? If you're the agent and you're trying to get Fred VanVleet to Phoenix, if you're Toronto trying to get a deal done, you're probably saying to them, hey... We we will we will trade you Fred Van Vliet if you don't get the deal done you raise the stakes a and say if you don't get this deal done Orlando is going to swoop him and get him if you want to beat Orlando in the off season you've got to get him now I would imagine that there are a lot, you know Fred Van Vliet's the one that's getting the most noise but I would imagine there are more you know more than a few of the big free agents who might be using this same tactic if if they're available and so the Magic are the boogeyman because. This summer is going to be a summer of activity. As boring as this trade deadline might be, I suspect this summer is going to be a summer of activity for the Orlando Magic. This summer is going to be a summer where the Magic do things, where the Magic make bigger moves, where they do try to take this roster from where they are now to a playoff team. Not a a play-in team, not a postseason team, a playoff team. And and certainly part of that is the expected growth that'll come from Paolo Banquero in his second year and Franz Wagner heading into his his third year. And honestly, even Jalen Suggs with a healthy summer into his third year as well. This is, again, to say that the Magic have the resources to make things happen, whether it's in in a trade accepting more money than they send out because of the cap room that they have, or in free agency. I, I don't have a free agency list in front of me. I haven't really dug into free agency. It's not a particularly strong free agent class, but there are players that the Magic could target. And of course, they also have an extra first-round pick in their back pocket should they want to make a trade as well. This, is going, this could be a very active summer for the Orlando Magic. It could be a very exciting summer for the Orlando Magic. It could be a summer where they do start to be aggressive. And I think everybody knows it. And that's why I think we're seeing the Fred Van Vliet thing come up so often. It's not necessarily saying the Magic are going to get Fred Van Vliet. It's more to say everyone around the league is expecting the Magic to be aggressive, and to go after some bigger-name players here in the very near future. Again, that could be now. That could be tomorrow. That could be Thursday, where the Magic do go out and get a Fred VanVleet, Where the Magic do go out and get a big-name player and really push this team forward. Or it could be in the offseason, where the Magic do have have trade capital, have the ability to make trades, and make some major, major moves. We look at this roster, we look at this team, we see a promising young team. They're 17 and 12 uh, in their last, they're 17 and 13 now in their last 30 games. That's a really good record. That's a pretty solid record, nearly half a season. It, it, it feels significant, it feels real. It doesn't. It's not like we're qualifying anything. It's, it, it, it's actual results that we can point to and say, this team is doing some good things. It, it, it definitely feels like the Magic have taken a step up. We, we've talked so much about leveling up. This team is leveled up, and honestly, if there's frustration coming from the fan base, if there's frustration in how we look and view this team, it's that we're waiting for them to take that next step up. We're waiting for them to take the next level up, which is winning consistently, playing playoff-level basketball, winning games like Tuesday night's game against the Knicks, which is, again, I think a big next step for this Magic team. Um, it's it, 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 it's something that's going to take a while. I think, I think There's always a lot of impatience with, the, with these processes, but... The magic are taking some major steps forward, but we also see, and so we want to give this roster the chance to figure that part out. And, and they figured out a lot, but we also see the flaws. We also see the problems with this team and what needs to get fixed. And there's going to be some hard decisions. Some fan favorite players are going are not going to be part of this thing uh, when it finally comes together. You know, obviously Terrence Ross is probably on his way out one way or another uh, in the next by the by the weekend probably. Um, if, if not if not in the next twenty. 3, 22, 22 hours. I can't add 21 hours, something like that. Um, it, it, it Change is changes inevitable. It has to happen. This roster is not enough to get where this team ultimately wants to go. Playoff games expose all your weaknesses. We played, a playoff, we played a game with playoff-like intensity Tuesday night against the Knicks. That was a really fun game on a number of levels. It was a really instructive game on a number of levels too because you look at the Magic's last two losses, they lost because they simply didn't have enough shooting. Um, they couldn't put the ball in the basket. And, and it's guys that you rely on to shoot. Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro have to continue to get better as shooters, but the Magic need more knockdown shooting. They need more space for those guys to operate. They they just need more shooting and more consistent shooting in order to take that next step. And that's obviously uh, kind of the big thing in, in every deal that, that I've constructed or, or focused on in every deal that's been pitched to me. Shooting is usually the big, big get that the Magic are, are aiming for. So we know this team is not perfect, we know that it's gonna need some changes. We know that Jeff Wellman's not one to make drastic changes, so I think we'll see kind of moves on the margins again. I think that we'll see this team kind of begin to shape and form this team a little bit differently but not make any dramatic or drastic changes. And if an opportunity comes along to make a big move and if the team feels that it's ready, they will go ahead and make that move. Again, the Magic to me are the boogeyman for the rest of the league. They know that this is a young, promising team, Two potentially top 10 picks in this upcoming draft. So, they're going to add, so that at the bare minimum, they're going to add two more really talented young players to their group. I think teams understand how hard they play and the job that Jamal Mosley's done to get this team to play hard. It's now about can this young team put all those pieces together? And that's what everyone's afraid of is that they'll put those pieces together, add a really nice veteran piece in the offseason with the cap room that they have, whether it's in free agency or trade. And, you know, honestly, like I take all these rumors. To be a sign that everyone knows this team is indeed coming. Let's take a quick break so we can chat a little bit about our friends from LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve those goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to Faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com/slash-lockedonnba. That's linkedin.com/slash-lockedonnba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Before we jump back into the Twitter space, want to remind everybody to check out the Locked On NBA NBA Trade Deadline Show. That'll be Thursday, February 9th. Tune into Locked On NBA on YouTube at two Eastern time to hear reaction from the trades that will change the rest of the NBA season. Who becomes contenders, who is tanking for a better future, and who sets up their offseason really well? That, that, that might be the Magic. I'll be hanging out there as well until I head off to the Amway Center for the Magic Game, so subscribe to Locked on NBA on YouTube, and don't miss a single deal with the latest analysis about it going down. Let's head back to the Twitter space right now and finish our conversation.
3: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope lope at the county courthouse? file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund, guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
2: That's the kind of spiel that I had for this, to open the show and to start this thing off, just kind of the point that I wanted to hammer home and make as we get ready for the trade deadline. Obviously, I'm recording this here at 5-ish, 5 o'clock-ish, a little bit after 5 here, uh, before uh, the day before the trade deadline. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your questions, so let's get to it. Um, we're going to hear from Isaac at Isaac122. Uh, Isaac is connecting, and here we go. Isaac, how you doing, my man?
4: Oh, hey, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. What's up?
4: Um, yeah, I just hopped in, but um, I heard you talking about like a free agent veteran that we need. And I, I completely agree with that, but like, what, what position do you think that would a veteran would fit in our team?
2: Yeah, so I, I think there's obviously two spots where the Magic need to, to get some work. Um, the first is they, they need a, a wing shooter. Um, you know I, I think that, honestly, out of the Toronto crew... I think chasing Gary Trent Jr. feels a lot more realistic than chasing Fred Van Vliet. Um, this Magic team has two high-level creators and, and lead guys in Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro. It's not that having a third would be the worst thing in the world, um, but I think they just want some a, a knockdown shooter and a guy that, that can, you know, has a little bit of athleticism, can play a little bit of defense. Gary Trent Jr. would be an expensive option, but I think he, he, would, he would be more affordable certainly than Fred Van Vliet and I think fill a really nice role for this team. Um, if if there if there's a free agent target that I think the Magic have, it's him. The other position of need is backup center. Um, honestly, I think if the Magic are going to make a trade deadline move, like I like the idea of chasing after Luke Kennard. I like the idea of chasing after even Gary Trent at this point, or chasing after, uh, Joe Harris, or, or 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 any number of those those shooters. But if the Magic are going to make a, tr- a deal at the deadline that's going to help this team this year, and obviously they shouldn't just make a move to help them this year. They need a move that'll help them beyond this year. I think they should chase after a backup center. I don't know who the, who the backup center options are. It's a really crowded backup center marketplace. Actually, I think that's going to be the hindrance to getting a Mobamba deal done. Is the Magic actually still kind of need Mobamba? I know he's not playing right now, but Wendell Carter's still dealing with the plantar fascia issue. He's really struggling. You can see him kind of struggling with those issues. Um, Bo Wagner is a, is is solid positionally. I think he's done a really good job this year. He's also the worst rim protector, the worst uh, the worst rim protector or defensive field goal percentage at the rim in the entire league. Teams are not afraid to drive on him, and while he does get a, get a few charges, um, he is not exactly stopping anybody. And so, to me, immediate positional need backup center is the most immediate need. The Magic have two kind of third string centers. Who are both fine, they do their they do their jobs, they they they're 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 all, they're due to have a big game every once in a while, but they need someone that's gonna really kind of solidify that backup center spot. And honestly, like I think I mentioned this throughout the offseason last year, especially ahead of free agency. You know, Wendell Carter is really, really good. I really, really like what he does. He is due to miss fifteen to twenty games every year. So I I still like one of the reasons I really like the Isaiah Hartenstein idea in the off season, I actually still kind of like him as an idea for this trade deadline. Um, even at the uh, even at the new contract that he signed, you need a you need a center who's capable of starting a, a few games here and there too, and, and potentially starting for long stretches of time uh, for the long term. Um, you know, again, those are not easy to find, but and it's a very crowded center market. There's a lot of teams that need backup center help. Um, you know, like Mo Bamba in the trade pecking order is probably behind Pertle. Um, You know, now that Miles Turner's off the board, he's off the board, but. There's, there's a lot of teams that need backup centers, and the Magic, I honestly think, are one of them.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and you're talking about shooters, I also agree with that. But um, in this draft, if we so happen to fall like somewhere in the 8-10 to 10 range, we would be able to grab Grady Dick. I don't know how people feel about that, but he's one of those guys that can shoot lights out and... He has, has size too, so I know Wellman uh, likes that. I don't know. I mean, that's that's something that we have to wait, obviously, and see when the draft, the lottery, with the draft um, happens. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason for us for sure.
2: Yeah, and again, like a lot of potential to do a lot of different things. I mean, just just I, I'm still doing some draft prep. I really I, I've liked what I've seen from Keontae George so far. I know there's a, there's some questions about. Uh, his play in big games so far. Um, you know, a nice game against Kansas a few weeks ago. Um, he's he's kind of on the upper end of guys I would I would be looking at as well. Um, I've I haven't watched any Grady Dick, but I've heard a lot of fans talking about him. There's another shooter in that group. I am blanking on his name because I'm not into super draft prep mode yet. Um, that's on me. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think the draft is going to play a big role in what kind of offseason the Magic have to like if the Magic do luck into a lottery spot, you know, into a top four spot, you know, A, if it's one or two, they're keeping it and they're going to take Wembenyama, they're going to take Scoot Henderson, uh, you know, uh, Scoot Henderson as, you know, Sam Vicini of uh, Athletics says, and I think a lot, of, a lot of NBA people who watch this Magic team say, uh, Scoot Henderson is exactly the kind of player the Magic need right now um, in a lot of ways. Um, I think that, I think that, I think that, you know, the Magic will not be upset if they win the lottery, but, even if, like, let's say they get three or four, I, honestly, I, I think the Magic are a team that could decide, hey, we will package our two picks to get a star player from a team that's ready to hit reset. And I think teams assess themselves a little bit more in the off season to say, do we want to reset? Do we do we want to kind of start over? Have we reached our peak? They do that at the trade deadline. They'll do that in the offseason too, especially after a playoff failure. If, the, if there's a team out there that's kind of gone as far as they can go, you know, again, to having two first-round picks, it's an easy way to jumpstart a rebuild. That's the kind of that's the kind of deal that the Magic could get into, especially again with the cap room they have. They don't have to send out a lot of money. They can just take in a, a, a big-time player into their open cap space, and, and and that'll and that'll help that that'll help help them help propel them forward too.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it would have to be someone that was already like. That has like two or three years left on their contract. You yeah. Just have to pay Franz and Paolo obviously.
5: Yeah.
4: And the one thing I am scared about too, though, is, like, it depends how big of a uh, star they are when we're trading. But like, I feel like some teams would want us to get uh, get Paolo or Franz up. And I don't know. I
2: mean, I mean, you're you're only get, if he's you're, Untouchable or not? You're but. only. I think Franz is pretty much untouchable. And his salary makes him even more even more difficult to move because uh, the kind of player that you're looking to get for Franz Wagner is an established star. Like and, and already, you know, we project Franz Wagner to be a multi-time All-Star at this point. Um, okay. You are not trading Franz Wagner unless you are getting a multi-time All-Star on a long-term deal. Who is just or you know who's just you you get him. You are a champ. You're not just you're, you're, you're playoff team. You're a championship team. You're oh, well on your way to championship. Team. There is, uh, Luka but yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's that's that's, that's exactly exactly exactly. Yeah, well, I mean
4: that's, that's most likely not going to happen. But that's not just, not yet,
2: not yet, not yet.
4: <laughs> once this but
2: comes but like
4: out, you
2: know maybe but something. But like but like to that point, and if there's anyone else that wants to jump in, go ahead and uh, raise raise your hand, make make a speak request here. Um, it, to that point, like this is the exciting thing about where the Magic are at. They have the flexibility uh, to be involved in these conversations. They have two really good pieces in place and then they have the flexibility to do whatever they want to do. Like If they want to be aggressive, go after the next disgruntled star, they have the assets, they have the players, they have the people to make that happen and still probably be competitive and, and still have a decent supporting cast around them. If they want to be more conservative if they want to just fill in with veteran role players, which is, you know, kind of where I land, or make a trade to add, you know, a more solid veteran role presence, they have the ability to do that too. They can they can they could take on a bad salary to get, you know, even a young player that they really like. Um, you know, again, I, I think one thing that I've kind of pitched is something the magic could do, although they don't quite have the cap room the Hawks had that year. Um they could go make a Clink Capella type trade. Say, hey We'll trade Terrence Ross expiring. We'll trade something else and eat some 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 supposedly bad money, uh, and put that in our cap room next year. And that's our free agency. And that's the free agent. That that's that's our free agency move. The Hawks essentially did that because they they weren't going to go out and sign anybody. No one was going to sign with them, um, and they went out and got Clint Capella. And that was you know not as transformational as drafting Trey Young, but it was pretty big for that team and, and helped that team take a pretty big leap. I, I don't anticipate the Magic doing something like that. At this year's deadline, because they they have a nice group that they that they like, they're playing well, they're progressing the way they want them to progress. I don't think the Magic are in, are going to be into too much disrupting what they have already. Honestly, if you ask me, the magic of two goals at this trade deadline, the magic of two things they want to accomplish at this trade deadline. The first is trade you know trade Terrence Ross or trade whatever they need to trade. To open up playing time for Caleb Houston, I think they want to get Caleb Houston in the games, into games more and give him a real opportunity uh, to play with this with this group. The second is free up a roster spot so they can uh, so they can convert Kevon Harris from a two-way deal to a full contract because they, they they really like him. He's played very very well for them. Um, those to me are very small goals, and it's essentially trading Terrence Ross for nothing. Essentially, is is what you know buying out Terrence Ross. You know maybe you know maybe there's a Gary Harris deal out there i you know i i don't think so necessarily i don't think the magic want to trade gary harris cuz they they have two veterans and they're probably getting rid of one of them but to me i think the magic's trade deadline goals this year are pr- on the smaller side and they're going to be more proactive in the offseason when they when they'll have the cap room they'll have some they'll have some free agency pull to to kind of make things happen for them
4: yeah i can see it going either way but um, one team that I can compare us to is like a young Celtics team with them. J T and J Jalen Brown and Marcus
3: Smart. Those type of guys. We can build a team like that for our future, for sure. Yeah.
4: But um just adding little pieces like like they've done like um, Williams and Horford and
2: Exactly
4: people that like bronze and power can just have success with. It's just like people they can lean on players that that win games for them, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, again,
2: honestly, like, that might be Fred Van Vliet. I, Like, I'm skeptical, but, you know, Fred Van Vliet is a very active defender. He adds the three-point shooting this, team's, this team needs. He's a crazy good competitor. Like, he is, you know, he had his struggles earlier in the year with Toronto. He is carrying that Toronto Raptors team right now and, and keeping them at least in shouting distance of... Of the race, you know, they, that that Toronto team has a lot of issues. Fred Van Vliet might be one of them, but he, he you know, I, I I will not question that that kid that guy's effort. I don't want to call him a kid anymore because he's almost thirty. Um, but I will not question his effort and, and his desire and, and to some extent his ability uh, on some in, in some places to really to really uh uh, uh play hard, play well play hard carry a team when they need to. Like, I don't think it's the right move for the Magic. But I'm. I, I won't say I am against it. To, to you know, if that makes sense. If they do it, it, it changes some things. It changes how we assess this team. It changes how we how how we look at this team and what we what they should be able to accomplish. Um, you know, it opens maybe opens up a few. Uh, opens up some new doors down the road. Um, but I, I don't think it's necessarily like I said. I think it's a floor raiser. I don't think it's a ceiling raiser. I actually think it lowers the ceiling a little bit more. But. By the same token, maybe that's what the Magic need. Maybe the Magic need a floor raiser right now so they can get into the postseason conversation, get that experience in the postseason, and then figure out what the next move is. Whether that's again trading Fred Van Vliet down the road for that player that puts you over the top, you know, in a sort of Demar Derozan, Kawhi Leonard way. Uh, maybe it's you know, you know, before Cole Anthony's big extension, flipping Cole Anthony into so- into something because someone is willing to pay Cole Anthony uh, to 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 move to to move this team to the next level. I mean, the money things that like the, the issue for the magic, and I think this is the real pressure point for this offseason and this trade deadline, this season is the last season where money is meaningless. Like I, I had so many people talk to me about Jonathan Isaac and say we can't have you know before he came back obviously we can't have our highest paid player not playing, it's really it's a really bad look. And I'm just like, why does that matter? Like money isn't important right now. We're not cash strapped. We don't if we need, if we need to create cap room, we can create cap room by waving a couple guys. They have cap room anyway in the offseason. This is really the last offseason where that that is true. Maybe a little bit next offseason, um depending on what they do with Cole Anthony, but they got to sign Cole Anthony to an extension. Cole Anthony's extension eligible this summer. That's gonna be a big decision point for this front office. Um, they'll have uh, Franz Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs extension the following summer Paolo Banchero the summer after that the free money's gone the free money runs out at the end of the summer we can maybe extend it out to the summer of 2024 uh, but the Magic have to start building and forming their team now they got to be a playoff team next year like that that's that's ultimately what it comes down to um, Isaac I want to thank you for for jumping on and and, and asking some questions. Uh, let's hear from our friends at the Blue and White Ignite podcast. Uh, let's uh, let them connect in here. How's it going, guys?
5: Hey, Phil. How's it going?
2: It's going good. How are you?
5: I'm doing
6: good. Um, yeah, I, I know, you know we're, we're getting close to the trade deadline. Uh, in my
2: opinion, I, re- I really just can't see a scenario where Bamba and Ross, even RJ are, are on this team. Past three tomorrow. Uh, what are the likely chances that they are traded? Just because I feel like we do this every trade deadline. Like they're either gone, and then they're still here, but they're out of the rotation. So why not get at least something, even if it's a second round pick at this point? Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm like I will I will I will come out and say this on on the front end. I am a conserv like when it comes to like trades and stuff like this, I'm a conservative thinker. I am not an adventurous person. That's why I'm not a general manager. That's why I don't think I could do the job particularly well. Um like I, I will I, I I tend to ask questions and overthink things. So I will start there whenever I when, I always expect a quiet deadline and then it isn't a quiet deadline. So I, I will I will admit a personal flaw there. Um I think the biggest issue with just getting a second round pick for Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba is their salary. Um, there just, just just aren't teams that can eat, uh, you know, Terrence Ross is eleven and a half million. Uh, Mo Bamba is ten something, is ten million dollars. There are no teams that can just eat that contract without getting, without giving up something in return. And so for the Magic, it's about getting value. Like they 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 should not be doing moves that are favors to other teams. Um, You know, if they can get, uh, if they could get someone to give, you know, no one's offering a first to get off a bad contract from Obamba. and the magic, again, they have all this cap room, unless that bad contract is someone that can help them. uh, Why take that bad contract? Why take on two extra years? Like I said, this is the last year where they kind of have free money. This is the last year where that cap flexibility really is important. They don't want to kind of back themselves in quarter and kind of end their opportunity to add something in the off season. Before they even get there, um, and so especially with Mobamba, like they either can a cut Mobamba at the end of the season before his contract guarantee date, and they have all that they have that extra money to to add to add to their roster anyway, um, or you know they get another crack at it in the offseason. You know they 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 keep that they keep that ten million dollars around, and now there might be a team that has some cap room that's willing to give something up for him, or or t- or to or take on that sal- take on that salary more than they would now. Um, and so I think with I think with bomb I think with both those players the salary reality makes it really tough it's one thing saying hey give us a top 55 protected for RJ Hampton we need to find him a new home we need to we, you know we want to give him an opportunity somewhere there, there, you know there might be a team willing and ready to do that there might be you know there, there might be a team that says yeah we'll give RJ a shot here's a top 40 protected second let's go for it like, that, absolutely do that. Absolutely 100% do that if you can find a team that'll do that. Um, I, I'm not sure there is a team out there, to be perfectly honest. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if anyone can talk themselves into R.J. Hampton. I mean, it's not like after his rookie year where he had, you know, had no body of work, he was still just all potential, and the Magic took a flyer on him. Now he's got two, year, two three years of work behind him, uh, and it's not really clear what he is, and, and even on this roster, he can't find his way. I, I think those do raise... Some real questions, and and he's honestly like he's playing in the G League to to have tape to show potential potential teams for free agency for the trade deadline that he could still play, and so maybe there's a team out there that, that that's willing to take a chance on him, and and, and you know hopefully there is. I, I I would like for him for his sake to have that opportunity. He you know he deserve he deserves an opportunity. He has done so many things that this Magic team has asked him to do. And the Magic just don't have room for him anymore, and it, and it and it sucks. It's awful for him. It's 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 just a circumstance of the league. Um, but with Bamba and Ross, the salaries just make it really hard to just do a straight salary dump. Um, there just there aren't teams with an extra ten million dollars around that can give something of value to the Magic to make that salary match. And and again, I think the Magic prefer the flexibility. Now with Ross, I am expecting that if the Magic don't trade Ross tomorrow. They will buy him out, and I think a lot of teams around the league are expecting that too, and that's driving his market down. There's just not a lot of teams that you know that there's a whatever team is trying to acquire Terrence Ross is going to say, well, I could just get him for free on Sunday or Saturday whenever he clears waivers. Um, why give up something of value now? And so again, that's making I think that's making it really difficult to to make a deal. And you know, as uh, I talked with Keith Smith of of Spot Track about this. Last week, uh, and I agree with this with this mat with the Magic's approach on this. The Magic aren't going to send Terrence Ross somewhere he doesn't want to be. They're going to take care of him. They're going to make sure that he uh, is happy where he's at. They're going to they're going to work with him and his representatives to send him someplace that he wants to be and wants to play. Um, he likes in Orlando. I think he has no ill will uh, for the Magic or for Orlando. I think he loves it here. He wants to play for a playoff team. So they're not going to trade him to San Antonio. They're not going to trade him to Detroit. They're not going to trade him. To some team that isn't in the playoff chase, worst case scenario, they're going to let Terrence go where he wants to go, and they'll send him free—they'll send him out to free agency to do that if they have to. Going to take another quick break here to tell you a little bit more about FanDuel. You probably know all about FanDuel, but you're going to find out a little bit more right here. This year, the only app you need at to Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We at Locked On are really excited about our new sports betting partner for because they're number the number one sportsbook in America, and that's, of course, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Plus, plenty more. You got rookie of the year odds on there. I'm sure the Rising Stars game MVP is on there and I would probably bet on Palo 2, the number one pick in the Rising Stars game. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl Fifty Seven, that's Fanduel.com/slash/lockedon. Make every moment more with Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We're gonna close this part of the sh- part of the show. We'll continue on with our Twitter Space discussion here. But I remind you all: after you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast, the Locked On NBA Game to Game process or Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Now, let's dive back into our Twitter spaces. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Um, yeah. So if, if there's anyone else who has a speaker request or wants to jump in and talk a little bit about the magic at the trade deadline, uh, feel, feel free to do so. Um, uh, sorry if I removed you a little soon, soon there. Um, it, so if, you ha- if, you, if anyone has any other questions about the magic, the season, the trade deadline, anything else, please go ahead and, and jump on, on the show here. Uh, I will hang out uh, here for at least another 15 minutes um, unless there are no other questions, I got a few questions coming up here, so let's let's get to them. Let's hear from Stephen Elmore first. I'll get to you in a second, David. Stephen, uh, while you're connecting, how are you doing, my man? How's it going, Stephen? Going once, Stephen. Going twice, Stephen. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's up? Good to be with you,
0: Phil. Um, Do you put any stock at all in the rumors of the Magic looking at Trey, Trey looking for a request out of Atlanta? I don't put much stock in that. And then um, besides that question, the only thing I really could see the Magic doing is really small moves, like you said, getting rid of the people that are leaving already. Um, And you're right, most people are waiting for Ross to be a buyout, but there are a couple teams that would need to – Get rid of some salary probably to pick them up. The Lakers are the first that come to mind yep. for
2: that. So, yeah, and, and again, what do the like? And again, whenever you come to a trade, the Magic aren't going to do a trade just to do a trade. They they need value out of it. So, what do the Lakers have that the Magic might want? Uh, is is always the like next question? Um, and frankly, you look at that roster. I know a lot of people pitch Pat Beverly if they do Pat Beverly, they'll probably just buy out Pat Beverly. Like I don't, I don't see Pat Beverly ever, ever coming to Orlando. So again, unless, unless the deal is Terrence Ross wants to be in Los Angeles, wants to play for the Lakers and the magic are doing him and the Lakers a favor. They'll do Pat Beverly in a, in a second and, and be done. And, and that's, and that's that like the, the magic have shown that they're willing to do that. They did that with bowl bowl. Essentially they helped the Celtics get under the luxury tax. They took a chance on Bull bowl, bowl. They, they gave up a, they gave up really nothing because the second round pick isn't even going to convey, uh, the Magic are perfectly willing to play ball and help teams out like that um, if it accomplishes one of their goals or, or is something they want to pursue. So, uh, yeah, you're right. There are, there might be a team like that. And again, does Terrence Ross want to play for the Lakers? That's a fair question. Does that accomplish what he wants to accomplish? That's a fair question. And only really Terrence can answer that. Um, to your point about Trey Young, uh, A, the Magic should be in the market for any potential star that can help them win. Um, I don't think you should. I mean, even uh, like Fred VanVleet is the one that's on the tip of everyone's tongues. You don't ignore the the opportunity. You don't just bypass the opportunity. You don't say no to the opportunity. You you think about it. You look at. You look into it. You make a decision. To me, um, you know, maybe beggars can't be choosers. I, I Trey Young would help this team. Obviously, Um, you know, he is a great shooter. My concern would always be my concern with Trey Young is increasingly. He wants to be the show. Uh, He wants everything to revolve around him. In Atlanta, everything has revolved around him. They brought in DeJounte Murray. I thought that was a great move for Atlanta. I thought that it would help Trey kind of decrease some of his worst habits, uh, decrease his turnovers, make him a much more efficient shooter by getting him off the ball a little bit more. Um, I thought that they'd be able to kind of share the load a little bit better, but... You know Trey Young is clashing with a coach again, and that'll make two coaches that have seemingly had trouble dealing with Trey Young and dealing with with him. He is an obviously dynamic player to win a championship, to be one of the best teams in the league. You've got to deal with a little bit of friction. Friction is natural when you're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, it, it is it is a constant state, and so you know the Magic have been blessed in, the, in this early rebuild to have guys who really like to play and hang out with each other, who really like each other, that are really for each other. But that's also, you know, a little, that also can be a problem. That also could be limited. That they need, you know, they might, you know, not that they not that friction is always good or always bad, but, you know, there there's going to be some stress coming. You know, again, we're previewing this already. Cole Anthony, you know, believes he's a starter and he should believe he's a starter. But on this team, he comes off the bench, and he has been perfectly accepting of that role. He's been very happy about it. But now he becomes extension eligible. What happens when the Magic bring him an offer that he doesn't like? Maybe he wants 20 million a year, and the Magic come in at 18, or they come in with a front-loaded deal that doesn't really fit what he's thinking. You know what happens then? You know, uh, I, I know for uh, I know I know for a fact that there is a little bit of concern internally with the Magic. What happens when the realities of the basketball business do come into that locker room, when they do have to start making trades to improve the roster? This group cannot continue forever. That is, I know that's something, to, I know that's something Magic fans have been saying over several iterations of this team. This group cannot continue forever. Um, they, they, do, they will have to make moves and that's going to change the dynamic a little bit. Um, so you can't be afraid of it, but at the same time, you know, trade changes your team completely. Um, and unless he is willing to buy into what the Magic are doing and give Paolo his 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 turn and Franz's turn, that may not be the right move. Now, maybe it's worth making the same point I made about Donovan Mitchell over the off season. This this group with Donovan Mitchell, the Cleveland version of Donovan Mitchell, is a is, is a really good team. Like I'm not here to say that the Magic should regret not trading for Donovan Mitchell. This group is ready for, for a Donovan Mitchell type player. They are ready to make that. I think they are closer to if they're not ready to make that trade, they're a year off for making that trade. Um, where they get that star player that completes the whole picture and really elevates this team beyond where they're at. They they need to be Cleveland next year. They or they need to be last year's version of Cleveland next year if they're not if they're not it this year. I, I don't think they're it this year. Um they need they need to get to that level. Um in the offseason, I didn't think the magic were ready because you bring in a Donovan Mitchell. All of a sudden, your expectations are about winning and winning only. You don't get the chance to develop. You don't get the chance to grow. You're taking the ball out of Paolo's hands, out of Franz's hands. Their development's very different. They're not complete players. I, I, I didn't think they were ready for it then. I think they're more ready for it now. So, again, the same question with Trey Young. You bring in a Trey Young, Trey's going to be Trey. He's already established. He knows who he is. How does that affect how Paolo develops? How does that affect how Franz develops? Are they complete enough players where they can shift and mold their game? to the way that Trey plays as much as Trey shifts and molds his game to the way that they play. I'm not sure this team is there yet. So I think I hold off on that for now because Trey is such a fundamentally changing player. Um, to, to some extent, Fred Van Vliet isn't that. Um, so I get the Fred Van Vliet. And, you know, we're going to keep bring, going back to that because there is a little bit of smoke there. Fred Van Vliet isn't that kind of player. Fred Van Vliet can fit in with the group. He finds his spots. like They're... If the Magic are going to make a play and offer a max contract to somebody, I don't think they should offer a max contract to Fred Van Vliet. I don't think they should offer $30 million. That price point is just a little bit too much for me. But I get why Fred Van Vliet is, is the guy that they might be chasing. Well, you know,
0: for me, I'm happy with the three-guard rotation that we currently have. You know, I'm happy with Cole and Suggs developing and Markel doing his thing. I'm perfectly happy to roll forward with that. I certainly hope that they've had a lot of preliminary discussions with Cole about his role and
2: about developing. And, hey, Markel's getting older. You never know what the future holds. He's 25. (laughs) I know, I know. know. It feels like his game's old. It does. And, and, you know, they can
0: front-load his deal while we kind of have the space. Um, But if he's not willing to do that, I would package him and Bomba together. They're good buddies. They're both from New York and I would move them together, and I would move them this offseason because you need time to put that kind of deal together. But I don't really think that that's realistic. If the Magic make a multi-person move this trade deadline, I think it's because we got in on somebody's bigger trade and we're the third person there, and we're kind of making salaries match for people that don't have a future here. And if that's a good opportunity for them as well, I could see them pulling the trigger on something like that. And the only player personally that I'm willing to go all in and, and trade lots of picks and lots of players and everybody basically except for friends and Paolo is is somebody who's proven and loyal and has a longer contract like Dane,
5: who is yeah. older, but he could immediately step in. He would And I love Markel. Markel is my
0: guy. He, he would immediately be better than Markel and would immediately elevate uh, our team. Um, something like that, I think you could can
2: pull the shirt around, but short of that, what are you trading for? Exa- no, exactly. No reason. Exactly. I, I, I am I am with you on that front. Um if Dame Lillard suddenly became available, he he won't be I don't think he's eligible to be traded because he just signed an extension. But um if Dame Lillard became available, like that is a player that elevates your team immediately. That that like, like I mean like I said earlier, uh the reason why I'm i I'm a little hesitant to do the Fred Van Vliet stuff is I think Fred Van Vliet raises your floor, but he doesn't raise your ceiling. Damien Lillard raises your floor and your ceiling. <laughs> you know, yeah. no offense to the teams that Portland had. They had some very good teams. Paolo and Franz would probably be the two best or potentially the two best players that, that a guy like Dame Lillard's ever played with. And that's no offense to LaMarcus Aldridge. No offense to CJ McCollum. No, I, I, did did Damien get to play with Brandon Roy? I, I'm, I'm not sure, but it certainly wasn't healthy Brandon Roy. Um, it's no offense to anyone that's played with Portland and some of the great teams that Portland's had. Dame Willard's always needed a, needed a, another guy, and 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 like a player of that caliber, of that stature, in this uh, and that and that kind of personality and attitude in Orlando would be a, a huge uh, would be a, a a deal worth doing.
0: Absolutely, and with Dame, I mean he kind of he started slow, you know he needed some time to develop, and I feel like yeah. young guards don't really get that. I look at somebody like Suggs, I look at somebody like Cole, but especially Suggs, and I say okay, if he had time, if he had, you know, three years to put it together and, and really worked on his craft and, and could stay healthy, could he turn into that? I feel like maybe his expectation for us should be more like Marcus Smart, but you never know. We, you, like, we don't know the drive that's in, that's in the hits and, and what they're willing to put in on the work and how far their body's willing to take them before,
1: you know, they have an injury problem.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean Jalen Suggs is a great example of this. I mean, it's it's telling that there are rumors that teams are still lining up to get Jalen Suggs. A teams still believe enough in Jalen Suggs. And and obviously his defense being at a at a very high level already, that's getting him on the court. That's keeping him on the court as he goes through his struggles. He the Magic deserved to give him a healthy offseason to get better. Um he didn't have an offseason this year. He was he was out with the ankle injury. He was he was struggling with that, struggling with that. Let's give him a full off season before I think we really entertain figuring out what exactly he is. And obviously, like I, I think by the end of your rookie contract, you gotta know who a player is. And so we are gonna get we're getting to that point, and and there's gonna be a lot of questions there. But you know, Suggs, Suggs is a guy again that I think is worth sticking with and, and hanging on to. And that again, that takes a guy off the board that other teams might be interested in. Um, Steven, I want to get to some of the other some of the other people on uh, that are waiting to 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 speak and to. To say hi, so I want to thank you for jumping on, Uh, David. Let's uh, get to you uh, while you're connecting. I will say hi, David. How you doing, my man?
1: Hey, can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can hear you. What's up? All right, hey guys. Hey, I want to keep this kind of short and sweet. Um, I know we've been chatting for a while, Phil. So (laughs) it's just I'm the one. I'm the one that struggles to keep it short and sweet. So so.
1: It's just nice to see you know like. We've been through the struggles lately. God, the last, like, 10 years, let's just say, has not been great for the most part. So it's nice to see a nice young core where all that it can go and up is up and just, like, tuning into games and not expecting, like, you know, a blowout, right? Like, we're winning the games we should be winning now. You know, for the most part, we have a dud every now and then because of our lack of shooting, which you talked about. It's obviously our biggest issue. But, you know, just we're winning the games we should be winning. We're surprising teams. You know, I think when our defense is on point, which, you know, it is lately, that is huge for us and we can compete with anybody. Um, But I think the backup center thing you're talking about, you know, I know Isaac's just kind of ramping up. I think if he can get to 20, 25 minutes a game, that solves a lot of this team's problems. Um, So, you know, even playing, you know, especially in small ball rotations, he can play some center. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for him to start getting back
2: healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying this for a while. Jonathan Isaac, is. it feels like he's a bonus uh, for what this team wants to do or what this team can do. Um, he's he's still very much, you know, I think the team is still figuring out how about really what they can do with him. I, I, am, I have always been a little bit skeptical of playing him at center full-time. Uh, so I would still, you know, I'd still be looking for a kind of full-time backup center. Um, but, you know, Isaac has been a lot more physical than I expected him to be. Uh, He's been much more willing to mix things up, mix things up. Uh, You know, I think one of the benefits of him being out for a long time is he, he has a lot of, you can tell he has a lot of confidence in his knee. Like he's not worried about banging knees or falling to the floor or anything like that. Like he, he, he's, he's kind of skipped that step of his on court or he did that step of his on court recovery behind closed doors and not in games. Um, But you know, you can tell he's still getting his legs under him. And so I think the magic, you know, playing him at center, playing him more on the interior is, is there, is designed to kind of keep his stamina up. Um, you know, you can still tell, like, he's a step slower than he was, or a half step slower at least, um, than he was when he was fully healthy. But he's still building strength and still building kind of game, game fatigue and game win. So, uh, you know, honestly, Isaac has been really, really impressive. I've, I've really loved the way that he's played, and, and, and I'm really excited to see how he develops next.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and I agree with you, Phil. I think this trade deadline likely is uh, like the last speaker said. I forget the guy's name. My bad, but I think
3: we're going to probably be a part of another three or four team trade, likely taking yeah. some salary, something like that.
1: Make you know, hopefully, you know, we can get a little something for Ross. But like you said, they're going to do right by him. They're going to let him go where he wants to go. Um, you know, he's done a lot for the team. They're not just going to dump him off to like a bad team, obviously. Um, so you know, but hey, maybe we'll be surprised and they'll make a van fleet type move, and we'll make a big push this year. So you know, there's always that, but more likely in the offseason, I would say for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I
2: I know I've I've made this point several times. I saw a couple people who jumped in as as uh, to make speaker requests jumped out. If you want to jump back in, well, we'll get to you here in a sec. Um, and if anyone, if you're not, if you didn't make one of those, and you want to have a question, go ahead and go ahead and ask it. Go ahead and uh, raise your hand and ask it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've said this numerous times throughout the course of the year, especially with fans who are kind of wringing their hands a little bit over Jamal Mosley's coaching decisions and rotation decisions and, and the way that the Magic are, are kind of using some guys and, and trying some things out. This season's not about this season. Like, I, I don't want to see a trade that is there to try and quote-unquote save this season. Like... Making the play-in tournament this year would be great. I'm for it. I I am. I've always been ringing the bell of this team needs to be trying to win. Uh, I think I was one of the earlier people that was doing a lot of standings watching and saying like, hey, this team's not so far out. They can still get in this. They're still in the race. Um, you know, I I, I am my latest obsession from everything that I write and and think about while I'm watching games is like, okay, what's this going to be like in the playoffs? Like, like how does this team kind of make that postseason push? What's that look like? But the goal for this season is not to make the postseason. Like the, anything the Magic do at the deadline, anything the Magic do in the next 21 hours now, or or or, or heading into the off season, has to be focused on the future. It has to be focused on the bigger picture, on what this team looks like two, three years down the road, and and because that's when this team's going to be contending. If we're following the project, the the kind of like usual stepping stones of of the league you make the playoffs the first year as a as a low seed as a 7 8 9 you know again 10 i guess at this point seed um you make that play in tournament the next year you take a step up you're fighting for home court advantage you're in the playoffs you know you win a, you win the play in tournament maybe and then you're competing for a championship you know i think the way the magic did in 95 was very un, was very unrealistic and that's because Shaq is a generational player um but the way the magic got into the playoffs in oh in, in 09 and got to 09 um you know, everyone forgets they snuck into the playoffs as, a, as an 8-seed in 07, got swept by the Pistons, came back the next year, made a big free agent move to get Rashard Lewis. That helped transform the team. No one expected them to be back in the playoffs that year. A lot of people actually expected the Magic in, in 2008 to be one of the worst teams in the league. Everyone hated that Rashard Lewis move. But they took that next step up. They won the division, had home court, won a playoff series, got humbled again by the Pistons in the second round. Then they got to, you know, then they got to 09, and like honestly, entering the 09 playoffs, my thought was like, hey, competitive second round series. Get to the conference finals, great, but competitive second round series really show that you're just missing maybe that last little piece to get over the hump. They surprise everyone to get to the finals in 09. That the the life, the 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 kind of timeline that teams typically go through unless they make some dramatic, crazy moves like the Celtics did in 08 or the, the Lakers did in, in, in 2020 in 2020. The typical life's lifespan is you sneak in the playoffs. You make a move to get better, you get to that next level, you, get, you make another move to get better, you get to that next level and you're competing for a championship. I mean, the, the lines are not very, very uh, big. So even a competitive second round series, you're right there. You're, you're really close to, to getting to the conference finals and really close to getting to the finals. Um, so we're at that first step. And, I, and you know, it, it's nice if you can skip a step, if you can, get more, if you can do more than, than you're expected to do. But right now the expectations are let's build a playoff team Let's get to the postseason. Let's get that experience and let's build from there.
1: I agree with you, Phil. So go
2: Magic. Go Magic. <laughs> pre- pre- appreciate it, appreciate it, David. I know you're you're a long, long time follower, a long time guy that that I've seen in, in my mentions. So I appreciate you, um, a, a, as always. Um, we're coming up on five fifty-two here. Um, that's kind of long for my podcast, but I'm happy to stay on and chat away a little bit more. If anyone has any other questions that they want to ask ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, Trade deadline is tomorrow at 3. I will take this time then to remind everyone that uh, the Locked on NBA podcast will be having a live trade deadline show starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I will probably be hopping on just to hang out and listen to what everyone else is talking about uh, before I head off to the Magic game because the Magic do play the Denver Nuggets tomorrow tomorrow night on Thursday night. Uh, So so I will be at that game, get all the fallout from the trade deadline. We'll have that up on orlandomagicdaily.com as well as talk a little bit about it on Locked on Magic. Right now, though, let's hear from Chris Marin. Chris, uh, you're connecting, you're connecting, you're connecting. And how you, how you doing, Chris? What's up?
5: Hey, I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. So I just wanted to see what your
5: opinion is. I'm from the Melbourne, Florida area, so off the Space Coast. Um, a lot of Magic fans down here are talking about Gary Trent. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how realistic that is, and I want to hear your opinion on, on what you think if we do go for Gary Trent, what you could bring to the Magic.
2: Yeah, I, I think Gary Trent is, a very, is is more realistic than Fred VanVleet, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, if, if anything, probably a lot of the... It's very possible that a lot of the Fred VanVleet rumors are being circled around because Toronto is actually trying to move Fred VanVleet and keep Gary Trent Jr. Um, but to me, I, I am doubtful that they do the deal tomorrow um, unless the Magic feel like Gary Trent, unless they feel like they need his bird rights to re-sign him in the offseason. Gary Trent Jr. will be a free agent this coming offseason. Uh and the Magic are one of the few teams in the league that would have the cap room to make a really serious offer for him. There just aren't there just aren't a lot of play, a lot of teams that are gonna have cap room. I think it's projected that five teams will have cap room. Two of them are Detroit and San Antonio. Houston, I think, is the other one. Orlando's one of them. Um, you know, like I said, Orlando's kind of the boogeyman. Because everyone knows they're ready to win. So they're ready to spend... They might be ready to spend a little bit more money and and use that cap room to add that one guy that kind of takes them over the top. Gary Trent Jr. might be that guy. Um, So I I actually think Gary Trent Jr. is a really good candidate for the Magic to chase after in free agency. I don't think he's a guy they want to spend assets on to get now. Um, Because again, what are you going to trade? Does Toronto want Mo Bamba? Does Toronto want uh, RJ Hampton? Do Do they want to get Terrence Ross back? That's all I would be willing to offer because essentially I'm getting a guy that I can go out and sign later. Um, you know, the only benefit that I get from getting him now is I get his bird rights to to go over the cap. I don't need to go over over the cap to sign him. So unless the Magic's plans are to sign a bunch of players this offseason anyway, and then come back and resign Gary Gary Trent Jr. again, his cap hold would would kind of eat into some of that cap room they would have anyway, and then go back and resign Gary Trent Jr. to get you to to stay to to go over the cap. There's no reason. There's no reason to go after him now, and so I. I, just, I don't think the Magic are doing that because this isn't a super great free agent class. Um, definitely something to look into, but uh, I think that Gary Trent Jr. is a very real target and a realistic target for the Magic this offseason in free agency.
5: Right. No, I. I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of people that kind of wanted
2: to force that trade, or like you know, people around here that want to you know try to make a big push for the yeah. tournament. Yeah.
5: Um, so, yeah, no, I agree with you because you look at the free agency list for this offseason and it's not really anything too crazy, um, especially if we're trying to gun for maybe a star and, and offload some caps this year. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Gary Trent in the offseason definitely should be a move for the Magic. because I mean, he'll expand our floor a little bit, and we've been struggling. I mean, obviously we've had struggles from the perimeter, you know, past few years. We haven't had really a, any shooters. I mean, we have some guys that can shoot decently from the three-point line Terrence probably Terrence Gary Harris finally coming back probably some of our best shooters but I mean the past few nights we've seen how unreliable that's been I mean we've been missing a lot from the three the past few nights um but no I agree I think Gary Trent I don't know if he'd be the number one guy in the offseason that we should target but I definitely think he should be up there
2: yeah for sure I mean again and, and honestly like by, my concern over Gary Trent is he can be a little bit streaky too. Like, he will go through long stretches where he is not hitting shots well. He had a really bad run last year. I think, remember when the Magic beat the Raptors last year, he was like 0 for 12 or like 1 for 12 on threes. Like, he, he will have nights like that. He will have stretches where he's like that. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been kind of making this argument to some people too. I, I don't think the Magic's three point shooting is necessarily as bad as people think. Like, they have bad games. I think the issue is actually about passing. Um, I think the Magic's biggest issue is they don't move the ball effectively, uh, consistently enough. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I see. I saw that. Uh, I saw. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, I, uh, there's the video clip that went around of the Magic of the Franz Wagner three from last night, um, where you know I watched that play again. Wendell Carter wide open at the top of key. I know Wendell Carter's not the greatest three point shooter in the world, but he will hit an open three, making that extra pass. You know, Gary Harris doesn't get enough three-pointers. Like, he's averaging, what, six three-pointers per game? Uh, or not, not even that. He's averaging, like, four or five, and he's making two and a half. He's make, almost shooting 50% from three. The Magic have to move the ball. They have to make that extra pass. And that's just something young teams got to learn. And so, Franz will get better from the three-point line. Paolo will get better from the three-point line. They'll If they start making that extra pass, they're, I think they'll be better of three, three-point shooting than they're showing... The biggest thing right now is this team doesn't rely on the three-point shot. They need to make their fair share. They need to make 33% of the 30 that they make. They need to get to at least 10 makes per game, uh, I think, to be really effective. But they're not shooting a ton of threes. They're finding other ways to score. And again, how sustainable is that when you get to the playoffs? We'll see. But they, they just need to make the ones that they get enough that their other strengths kind of come to the forefront. And, and for the most part, again, for the last two months, they have been.
5: No, I, I definitely agree with doing that passing passing definitely and that comes with a young team as well like you said you know we're we're gonna have our struggles we're gonna you know sometimes obvious pass we're not gonna see um and i, I think that's just gonna come over time and like you said yeah window from an open three it's it's you know it's not the best three-point shooter but window knocks him down from out there yeah yeah but, no i i appreciate you having me on um i'm, I'm excited for the game tomorrow i'll be there
2: Cool. I, I will be there too. Should be should be a good time. It's always always fun when when the when the nuggets are in town. Um I appreciate I, pre- I appreciate it, Chris. Um thanks thanks for thanks for hopping on. Finally, finally get into you, El Padrino. Uh I know I know you've been waiting waiting for a little while here. Um how how you doing, my man?
6: All is good, all was good. How
2: are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for so your I thanks for your patience. <laughs>
6: appreciate it. No, no worries. Um uh, so this is awesome. I've never I guess experiment with the Twitter thing here that we got going on, but uh, but yeah. So I I feel like the Magic are about a shooting guard away from being a, a really really good team. Uh, Gary Harris, you know, he's he's an accurate three point shooter, but he clearly just doesn't doesn't really want the ball. Doesn't want to step up to be that that lead type shooting guard uh, or starting type shooting guard. Um, what do you think about the uh, players out there that are? At the end of their contract, uh, obviously, Klay Thompson is not going to be an, e- an easy uh, pickup. But I mean, would you go above and beyond, you know, as as a from the Magic's perspective to uh, to get an elite type player like Klay? Um, and of course, the tier down from that, Zach Levine is another one that I'm looking at. Uh, that would be a far more reliable shooting guard to to, to give us a, a basically a push.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think this gets. That this, fe- this feels like a, a similar question to kind of the Trey Young question. Um, you know, adding elite talent, adding, you know, really talented players is not a bad thing, and I'm not going to advocate against it. You know, Zach Levine is an elite scorer. Uh, you know, Trey Young is an elite scorer. Klay Thompson's obviously an elite shooter, although I don't think he's on the market at all. Uh, you know, Golden State's not going to trade him unless Klay Thompson says, hey, uh, you know, like, I think it's time. Um I, I, I want to, though, like, again, kind of issue that this caution. Like, we have a good thing in Palo and Franz, and, and we don't know if those guys are one and twos or, or Franz needs to slide down to a three and they need that second score. But right now, I feel like you need to give them the space to kind of create, to, to, to kind of learn and figure out what their games are. And, you know, you add in a guy like a Zach Levine, you know, like, like I said with Trey Young, you add in a Zach Levine, and Levine has his injury issues, which would, which would concern me a ton. Um, you add in, and I don't think the Bulls will deal with the Magic right now, anyway, because of what the Magic did to the Bulls. Um, but you add in a Zach Levine, and all of a sudden your your team completely changes. And maybe that's what the Magic need. Maybe the Magic do need to change their team completely and, and get a guy who can just get them the, get them a bucket, hit an open shot. You know, maybe Levine is at a point in his career where he understands like, hey, I can take a step back. You know, it, it feels like he's bristled a little bit with Demar Derozan and how good Derozan's been a little bit. And that's why he's on the trade market. So is he going to be happy sharing with Paolo? You know, is, is, is he gonna, is he gonna, you know, I think he would compliment both Paolo and Franz. Um, but would those three work together effectively? Um, you know, I, I think we all agree that Gary Harris needs some more shots, but there is something to having a guy like Gary Harris who doesn't need a lot of shots to be effective, who can be really good without, without the ball in his hands. Um, you need a fifth starter. Not everyone can average 20 shots per game. And And I think that's, you know, the Magic's problem is maybe the Magic don't get enough playmaking from that spot, you know, where Markel, Franz, and Paolo have to be the ones putting the push uh, uh, on the ball and push inside. Paolo's not a good enough shooter. Markel's not a good enough shooter. So you have two kind of non-shooters right now. Wendell's good for a center, but teams are typically happy to let center shoot. Um, You have two non-shooters in your lineup. And Gary Harris not being a playmaker to to kind of supplement that Like, yeah, that's kind of the problem with the team right now um, is they have guys who are good at one thing, but maybe not good at multiple things. And increasingly in this league, you need five guys who can make a play with the ball. And and maybe that's Gary Harris's problem is he's just not able to make a play with the ball. Um, So again, I'm not against adding more talented players, but at this developmental stage, especially for Paolo, I'm fine letting Paolo make mistakes and figure out the limits of his game. Now what happens when you start putting restrictions on it? And that's what adding a player like Zach Levine does. And so I, I, am not against the idea wholeheartedly. Um, but I, I'm not sure the magic again are at that stage quite yet. They need to be in position to be at that stage cause it's going to come quick, but I'm not sure the magic are at that stage quite yet. If that makes sense.
6: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and again, you know, as you yeah. mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to be paying, or we're going to need to pay a lot of these, uh, third year players soon. Um, but uh, I think Mark Hill not being a three-point shooter, I think that's perfectly fine because he's, he's just really good in that two-point range, uh, really clutch. Uh, it's just that shooting guard. <laughs> yeah. I
2: appreciate it. That, that The shooting guard thing, yeah. that yeah, The shooting guard thing, and again, it could still be Jalen Suggs. Like, I, I I don't give up on Jalen Suggs yet. Like, the guy needs a healthy summer. He needs to get better with the shot. His shot is obviously not anywhere near where it needs to be. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a tough spot for sure. It's, it's a really, it's a really tough, it's a really tough spot and it's a tough problem to solve. You can, you you can, you can see how difficult it is. And you know, I'm risk, I'm a risk averse person. So if I, if I come up, if I come across sounding like, Oh, I'm not ready to take this risk yet. Or, or, you know, at some point you got to take the jump at some point, you got to take the risk at some point, you got to make the move that may be this off season and maybe tomorrow, it may be a year from now and maybe at next year's deadline. So uh, I think that I think that's 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 a really good point, and a really important thing to be thinking about.
6: Last uh, last comment, uh, I've been really impressed with the Isaac uh, in the 10-11 minutes that he's been giving us. His shot looks completely improved, uh, so I'm really interested to see you know uh, the the better accuracy hopefully, and he's just shown far more moves than than what he had in his arsenal before, um, and hopefully that would be Jalen Suggs also right two three years from now. Uh, but we'll see if Isaac really did improve once he gets out of those uh, restriction uh, minutes.
2: Yeah, for, for sure. And you know, I think we will see the Magic try some funky lineups out there. Um, they've certainly been willing to try them throughout the course of this year. But Isaac gives him a lot of flexibility. Again, he he feels like a bonus. Just just adding a player like him to 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 the lineup. Um, I want to thank you again, man, for 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 jumping on. Uh, I am I'm getting ready to close out. We're past six o'clock here on the East Coast. Trade deadline is of course tomorrow at three p.m. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this Twitter space. I really appreciate you jump, jumping on here. Uh, this will be replayed. It'll be the episode of Locked On Magic, so if you want to listen back to this or if you missed anything uh, over the course of the last hour, feel free to jump back and listen to that as well. I appreciate all of you for joining. You can, Of course, if you're not already, follow, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. Follow Orlando Magic Daily for the latest on the Orlando Magic. You can follow me personally at philiprr_omni. underscore omni. That's how you can get the latest episodes of Locked On Magic if you're not already subscribed to the podcast. Wherever you download podcasts, I want to thank you all again for listening. It's going to be a fun twenty—I guess eighteen to—I don't—I can't add. It's—it's it's going to be a fun twenty-one hours here uh, before the NBA trade trade deadline, and then we're in the sprint to the end of the season. Should be a really really fun one. Thank you all for joining uh, today's uh, Twitter Spaces here on on at Magic Daily. Thank you all for listening to Locked On Magic. If you listen to that, if you don't, uh, you should subscribe. It's—it's—I it's, think it's a good show. You get to hear me drone on for a half hour every day. Um, I appreciate everyone for joining. Have a good one. We will see you all next time for our next Twitter sort of Spaces whenever whenever that is probably for Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Hey, a Prime members.